Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. This is Fightful Wrestling's list in your boy for May 11, 2022. We've got Jimmy Van here. Make sure if you're watching... You leave a thumbs up, you subscribe, all that good stuff. We dropped an interview with Eddie Kingston today. He talked about how when he was younger, one of his friends corked a wiffle ball bat with rocks and put nails through it for a fight that they were having with some people. It is a great talk ahead of this uh, weekend's New Japan card, but that's not it. I have an incredibly awkward interview with Braun Breaker that is up. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to the post-Raw show uh, a few weeks ago, Denise indicated that all Braun Breaker interviews are a little awkward. And this week, we got Court Bauer. We got FightfulSelect.com that I'll brag about later. But you can donate Super Chats. You can donate Humper Chats over at HumperChats.com. You can leave your question or statement before we go on the air. Get them read. All kinds of good stuff. We'll tell you more about it in a bit. Jimmy, how you doing? Doing well, Sean Rossap. I think he. Uh, I think the interviews are awkward because he doesn't want to be Braun Breaker. He wants to be Bronson Steiner because Braun Breaker is a stupid name. I don't think that that's why at this point that all of his interviews are awkward. No, he, he's probably um, still getting used to media because he, he was he very much rushed is. into the spotlight so quickly. Yeah, I don't. I, I understand that. That, that. that makes sense. Yes. How you doing, God. man? I'm doing good. I'm doing so you good. love the so so. In in case anybody's not on Sean Rossap's Twitter, yesterday I sent him the 3D images that I had made of his action figure. Yeah. And the funny thing was, I forgot I had them and, and I just kind of stumbled upon them, sent them to him. And I told him, oh, by the way, your wife's had these the entire time. Uh, because when I reached out to her to try to get nice quality images of Sean for the packaging, I, I said, well, by the way, I got these scans. Here you go. And I sent them to her. So uh, you liked them. I saw you put them on your Twitter. and everything. <laughs> they were, Yeah, I'm going to I'll post them on my Instagram eventually. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting to see. 
you shipped out the figure, yeah? Yes, I did. Went out on Monday. Nice. And I'm sure you'll show it off right here on Listen Your Boy next Wednesday. Cause you I'm should sure I Monday. will. I yeah. am sure I absolutely will. Guys, hey, listen, if you like figures, if you like cards, if you like any of that stuff, I've got a feature on FightfulSelect.com, Figure Hall. We've got dozens of episodes in the can. Now I'm doing a Card Hall, where I open up uh, card packs, NFL, UFC, baseball, uh, wrestling, all kinds of good stuff. Another reason to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, and there's uh, dozens in the can to watch. But we got some news this week, Jimmy, thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful and <laughs> Manscaped Code Fightful. Your, your weekly dose of wrestling news, my friends. Yeah, well, let's start by talking about the weekly dose or the daily dose of news that's stupid, funny, and weird. Knowyournews.com, my new project, my uh, guest uh, co-host, I guess, or my guest this week on my podcast, Know Your News Tonight, is Will Washington from Grapsity. So you can see that now at knowyournews.com. And this week's edition of Get the Flick Out of Here which is Alex and Kate's podcast where they review uh, shows. What a stupid and, and, name. And was, what a stupid that's what they name. chose. That's what they chose. And so name. they review TV shows and movies that are different. Uh, this week, they're reviewing a show on Netflix called Is It Cake, which I, I had never it. heard of. I've, I've seen it. You've seen it? it? I've seen the, the thing where you highlight it, where you go by, where they're trying to push it on you. Okay, the, the, okay. The sort of trailer. Yeah. Listen, it's not something I'd be interested in at all, mm. but I see why some people might want to watch that or something because it's just ridiculous and also very talented. Some oh, of these sure. cake makers, my God. So I guess they're trying to trick judges into thinking it's made of cake when it might Correct. not be? Correct. Okay. So some are, some aren't. Okay. That's right. All right. Let's talk about uh, the tribal chief, okay. Roman Reigns. Uh, so last weekend, he's at a live event in Trenton, New Jersey. He got a promo after the show. He said he's starting a new phase in life, and he said, quote, I honestly don't know if I'll be back here again. There have been a bunch of conflicting reports. This is why I love talking to the supreme uh, wrestling journalist, Sean Ross Sapp, to get some clarity. There have been a lot of different reports. So uh, one report is that he has signed a new deal with WWE that calls for less dates, and so he's going to be focusing mainly on television. Dave Meltzer reported that he has been removed from advertising for all shows between June 19th and until uh, Labor Day, which is early September. Uh, Meltzer said that Reigns is scheduled for two premium live events, I'm presuming SummerSlam and, and Clash of the Castle. Uh, and he said it was already known that his schedule was going to be cut back anyway, and there's a period where Roman won't even be on television. What's your latest? What are you hearing about Roman Reigns? Uh, I guess his schedule, his television, all of that. So, uh, by the way, guys, please get in your super chats and your humper chats about this, uh, humperchats.com or here live on youtube.com slash fightful. But this was, we were flooded with inquiries about this. And I published a report on fightfulselect.com that still holds true. I asked WWE reps, people backstage. Um, <laughs> I asked a person close to Roman Reigns and they said, insert Cody Rhodes dog picture here. To me, that's what they said to me because they didn't want to answer it. But I asked somebody in WWE and they said, well, no, he's getting to a point in his career where he's likely not going to be working that type of live event schedule. Mm -hmm. And somebody near creative say he is factored into creative. That does not mean he's going to be on every TV show. It doesn't mean he's going to be there every week, uh, but he is factored into creative heavily. Um, the, the report that I published on, on Saturday night, Sunday, 
still holds true. I talked to the same people that Andrew Zarian talked to that said that he is still factored in creatively. I don't know what that means for his televised schedule, but a lot of people mistake the fact that Roman Reigns has wrestled three or four times on TV this year as, mm. oh, well, he's got this light schedule. No, he's there all the time. He's worked by the end of uh, April. He had worked over 30 matches. So he was on pace to wrestle 100 matches this year, over 100. And you don't realize that because he's not wrestling on TV because they do want to keep it special in that regard. Mm. But the latest I've heard is that he is still involved with creative. As far as a new deal, I wasn't given any details that indicate he didn't get a new deal. Uh, I know that he was one of them that they wanted to make sure to anchor down in the big signing spree around 2019 and all that. And uh, I'll have some more news on on that type of stuff in the coming weeks. But um, as far as him going away and doing Hollywood, sorry, I got to stop this fan. It's going crazy and it's blowing in my eyes. But as far as him going away to Hollywood, which was the prevailing thought on Twitter, right? right? Yep. The people that I spoke to in WWE on a very, very high level had indicated that they always expect him to get those offers. And they have been expecting him to get even more offers since the Hobbs and Shaw thing became mm-hmm. a deal. Um, but th- they aren't expecting him to imminently like leave for that. Maybe he'll film one here and there, but they're not expecting him to leave. Now, WWE is paying people a lot of money and they're probably going to be paying him a lot of money to hang around. However, uh, you know, we had this discussion on Twitter yesterday with somebody when, when they said, well, why wouldn't Roman Reigns need the belt against the rock? The belt means more money. And I'm like, not to the rock. It doesn't. Yeah. I saw, I saw who posted that. I, I couldn't disagree more with them. Yeah. And the rock is making a hundred million dollars. If that type of thing happens, Roman's going to hit the bricks. Sasha will hit the bricks. Anybody will hit the bricks. $100 million a year. Yeah. It 50 million, probably hitting the bricks. 25, 30 million, probably hitting the bricks. Oh yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I they don't expect it, but you know, when do they? When do they ever expect it? And then they it's the same every time like Batista was the top guy and then he went to Hollywood and yep. they had this weird period of not liking each other, not using him. John Cena says he's always on call. If he's always on call, well, why the, why the hell haven't they called him? It's mm. what I want to know. Um, Austin tried to go do movies and they didn't yep. factor him in forever. The Rock did the same thing too. So, yeah, and I, I, yeah, Hollywood, it's a very fickle thing. And, and I'm sure people know the history. I mean, look at Austin Stone Cold, who has been public saying, I will never audition again because yeah. as popular as he was in pro wrestling, he had to audition for, for stuff. Chris Jericho turned it into a, a, a YouTube show because he also had to audition for stuff and didn't want to do that again. You look at a guy like Roddy Piper, who retired in 87. He was back in two years because it didn't work out. It's not going to be. They Live a, was a good one, though. It was a good one, but it didn't become a full-time thing for him. So, like, it's sure. it's it's never going to be a, a, you know, a home run for everybody. Not to say that it won't be for Roman, but it's not a guarantee. And so I think he'll be smart, like you're saying. I think unless he's got some lined up, uh, for a significant amount of money, I think he'll stick around, especially if he's on a limited schedule now. Yes. But but let me ask you about this. So we we've talked many times about uh, Vince McMahon being incapable of creating any new proven box office stars going back years. John Cena is the last one. Roman Reigns has been the closest thing to John Cena that they have. But to me, the jury is still out on him as to whether he's a proven 
box office star because when Roman first became the tribal chief, they had no crowds. Yeah. Then when crowds came back, they were going to draw regardless because it had been two years since they'd had uh, live crowds. So I think we have to wait a few months now to see him off live events to see how they do in comparison before you know what kind of a draw he really was. But I, I don't even look at, I mean, again, I'm not a big ratings guy and yeah. all that stuff anyway, but yeah, I don't even look at live events because there are so many people that are just like, I'm not going to a live event. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of my questions for you is who's going to carry the live events, mm -hmm. let alone TV. If they don't factor Roman into TV every week, who's going to carry the live event. So I, I'm, I'm sure people get their local notices on, on television and I've gotten my local notices for shows coming up around here. Cody Rollins is main eventing all those shows. And so it looks like that's, you know, where they're looking. Is Cody Rollins going to draw? I don't know. People have already seen it twice on television. But who's going to carry the load when Roman's not doing live events? You know, like I, we've talked about why the hell they even doing live events. Yeah. Why are they even doing house shows? If you're losing your biggest guy, why do house shows? Like I, mean, I they just were, don't. They were leaning out right before the pandemic. And now, now it's almost like a novelty thing. Like, oh, we're, we're going to do them just to do them. It feels like that. And I understand now they're labeling them Saturday night's main event. And, you know, Cody's like all over social media. So he's doing all of them and, and he's all over social media for it. I understand. Okay. This was the business model 30 plus years ago. And Vince is 76 and he's still stuck in the eighties. That's why they hear Mahan is booked to look like a savage on TV. I understand that Vince is still stuck 30 years ago. Yeah. And I understand that there's certain benefits to house shows. You know, I mean, you, you get the merch sales. You also can try out new programs to see if they work, to see if the guys have chemistry. You can put new guys out in front of uh, different audiences every night, give them that experience. You get the local media everywhere you go. I get that. But the last time I looked at financials, it was barely break even. I haven't looked at financials in a couple of quarters. So, so yeah. you know, it's, it's not totally fair. But it was a, basically a little, little better than a break even business. Your risk injury, TV's where your money is made. So yeah. I, I just don't get it. Why do you think they're just doing it? Because they just always have. This is just always done live events. That's just how it is. Possibly. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a nice example here. Cody Rhodes <laughs> has wrestled the same amount of matches since WrestleMania as he did once they got out of uh, Daly's place. Because see that. From AEW. Yep. He wrestled 16 matches since he came back. He once they hit the bricks and they weren't in Daly's place full time, he wrestled that many from June to leaving. I can see that. Yep. So from June to March, 16 matches and then 16 in the last month. Yep. Wild. We've got some super chats. Daniel says, Do you think USA will renew NXT? I don't know when the deal ends. Yeah, probably. It's probably inexpensive programming right. for them and first run programming. Right. Um, not DVR proof by a long shot anymore, but still still doing 500,000 viewers a week. And, and like you said, it's 52 weeks at a floor content. at a floor, 500,000 right. right. for original content too. Right. Daniel says any guesses for MJF stipulations on the Wardlow match? Um, probably him being handcuffed would be one since he's had the handcuff gimmick. Shane says, go Kings, go Jimmy. You know what? It's, it's, you know, it's funny, but when you get older, I don't know if you've experienced this yet, Sean, cause I'm older than you. When you get older and you got other shit going on in your life, sporting outcomes mean less in your life. Oh, and so you 10 feel the years same way? ago, 10 years ago, I would have been livid that the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. Right. Right. But now like, I'm like, man, 
they weren't supposed to make the playoffs. I'm ecstatic that they were there. And right, right. So the Oilers, if, if anybody's a hockey fan, the Oilers were favored to beat the Kings, mm-hmm. and now they're down three games to two, and they might get eliminated in the next game. Yeah. 10, 20 years ago, I would have been flipping tables. I wouldn't have slept at night. <laughs> and and now last night, before the second period was even done, I, I have a text group with my friends where we talk sports and stuff, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Like, I, I'm I'm past the point of caring about shit like College this, you know? years, I was, I was out at a lot of those couch-burning parties for the Kentucky Wildcats and stuff. Right. I didn't participate in said couch burning. But like, <laughs> I'm sure you I, didn't, Sean. I just, <laughs> I couldn't imagine giving that much of a shit now, but. I agree, yeah, hey. yeah. Good for Alist- the Kings, good for the Kings. They're yeah. playing them, so. Alistair says, I want to say hi to fake Housen, team Denise. Denise thinks I look like Dan Housen. Uh, no, I mean, you'd have to lose the beard. Yeah, exactly. His hair is longer, too. I don't know. K- KE775 says, with Charlotte gone, Who's Ronda going to face on the SmackDown's women roster? They're looking very thin, viable opponents. Let's go ahead and talk about that. That's on my list. Because I want to say, first off, they aren't looking thin. They book thin, Jimmy. They make themselves thin all the time. Uh, If you look at SmackDown's roster right now, Jimmy, uh, actually, go ahead ahead and read the, the news. Yeah, I've I've got some names on here too. So so Charlotte now, so she, they just announced today, actually, May 11th, WWE announced that she is out indefinitely uh, doing the injury angle. Uh, I'm going to ask you in a minute about as as reported on FightfulSelect.com, WrestleMania Backlash Night. And I'll ask you in a minute why she's taking time off or what you've heard about how long. It's, but, it's a personal thing. I don't want to get into it. Okay, that's fine. So uh, when you look at the SmackDown roster and when you look at who are you going to program with Ronda Rousey? So Raquel Rodriguez probably to me makes the most sense in terms of who, as you just said, presentation. Yeah. So in terms of presentation, she's probably she probably makes the most sense. When you look at the other girls currently on the roster, and I just went to WWE.com and I looked at the SmackDown Superstars page. Natty's still there. Sasha's still there, but she's one of the tag champs, so unlikely. Um, Aaliyah's still there. Hasn't been booked that great. Lacey Evans, she's for some off reason, SmackDown. She's on Raw That's now. what I'm saying, and I... <laughs> That's a head scratcher. So you need heels because she's going to be a heel, apparently. You need, you need heels on SmackDown, so they moved her to Raw. When you look at the Raw roster right now of women's wrestlers, the Raw roster is deep right now yeah. when it comes to women's wrestlers. Hours. They have three hours, too. I and get it. Keep in mind, they weren't using Dewdrop or Nikki right. very much at all. Zelina and Carmella exist on an island of their own, but they have uh, also Alexa just came back, which yep. I'm sure we'll talk about. Sonya's jobbed out. Tamina and Dana are in the 24-7 picture. So actual singles women's wrestlers, it's kind of like Liv, Rhea, Lacey, Bianca, Bianca, Becky, Oscar, which is pretty damn deep. Yeah, they do. Deep in its own. They have a deep roster, and and then Alexa came back on top of it. So going to Alexa, so you know, I thought her presentation was very interesting. She she looks like the old Alexa. She had the old music, but she's got Lily the doll. I get it. It's merchandising. Don't you think it might make more sense to shift somebody like Alexa to SmackDown? Because Ronda's got no one to work with in terms of presentation, in terms of people that the fans are going to believe have a shot at Ronda Rousey. She's got nobody to work with. Don't you think they should? And why the hell would they move Lacey Evans? So they, if she's going to be a heel, I don't why know. move her to Raw when Ronda's I'd, got nobody to work with on SmackDown? I'd have her work a quick program with Ronda and then get sent packing or something. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the NXT women's division. I'd yep. bring up Wendy Chu. 
immediately. She is a main roster act. I've always thought that Casey and Caden are going to end up up there. For the love of God, add one more tag team. For the love of God, add a tag team. But uh, besides that, I think Io Shirai could work babyface or heel. I think she could do anything. She's one of the best performers in the world. I would bring her up to SmackDown. But you mentioned Natalia's hanging out in NXT right now, too. Naomi and Sasha are the tag champs, so they won't do it. Shotzi and Aaliyah have been fodder a- for Charlotte and Rhonda. So Raquel? Raquel's a smiling baby face right now. Yeah, but you know what? All she's got to do is lay out Rhonda one time. You know? Yeah. So- I, you know what I want to see? I want to see Zaya. Because Zaya's been known to get a little snug with those kicks. And the martial arts stuff, yeah. I want to see what happens if that they get a little snug. <laughs> I want to yeah, see, see if there's some live rounds. I know, but yeah. listen. Yeah, it could listen, be interesting. I've watched, I've watched Ronda's entire career. I covered the whole thing from her first Strike Force title win. I'm, I'm not convinced that she would outstrike Zaya Lee. And I'm not suggesting she would, but if you piss she her would off dump her on her head, the for sure, That's it. she'd exactly. dump her on her head and take her arm. Absolutely, exactly, no question. Yeah, um, we should parlay this into the NXT women talk sure. as well. Like, yeah, boy, you're making me jump all over the board today. Good. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Okay, so the the breakout tournament's happening right now, and mm-hmm. I was checking out the breakout tournament. They got some really strong talent. In, in NXT and even in the breakout tournament, I forget about the, the, the regular women's roster. So it looks to me like it's probably going to be Roxanne Perez and, and uh, Nikita Lyons in the, in the finals. It looks like that's what they're, where they're headed. They're both getting presented really well. I think Nikita Lyons is getting presented maybe a little bit better. Uh, and so I could see her winning it, but they've got some really strong talent down there. And so have you heard anything in terms of who the company is high on in NXT, whether it be the established girls or the new girls, that you could see getting transitioned to the main roster? Well, like I said, Casey and Caden have long appeared to me like women that could just pop up on the main roster at any given time. Um, Wendy Chu, oh man. Like, I don't know if Bruce and Vince have gotten a look at her, Mm. but she's wonderful. And I know she was a high priority for WWE, even though it didn't seem like it. She was sort of in that Bivens spot for a while where Sitting she on the was bench. Just, just parked. Yep. Unfortunately, she had that leg injury, which took her out for a long, long time. But she was Karen Q, and they liked her as Karen Q. They put a lot of stock into her as Mae Ying or Triple H and Sean did. Well, obviously, things happened. Triple H isn't in control. That ain't around. But they signed her to a new deal before that. And Wendy Chu hit. That gimmick shouldn't work. It shouldn't work, but she's so good and she's exceptional in the ring. That is the big one that I look at and I'm like, she should come up and Io Shirai, because as I mentioned, like Io Shirai as a performative worker mm-hmm. can go heel, baby face, singles, tag. She can do serious. You haven't seen her do a lot of comedy, but she can do comedy. So if I had to call up four right off the top of my head, I would say Wendy Chu, Io Shirai, Casey and Caden, because Casey and Caden been spinning their wheels forever in NXT as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, and you could always bring back Mandy whenever the hell you want, whenever she's done with her spot and the whole toxic attraction can come with her. And actually, and, and I, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I, I forgot about Mandy. Like I actually yeah. forgot about Mandy. Mandy'd be the perfect, the whole toxic attraction act. There's yeah. Rhonda's program right there. 
Perfect. I never even thought of Mandy Rose. Indy Hartwell could come up. And listen, if you brought up all those people that I just mentioned, all of them, you've still got Zoe Stark when she's back. You've still got Sarai. You've still got Nikita, uh, Roxanne Perez. Mm -hmm. Good God. You've got Ivy Nile. You've got Fallon. You've got uh, Fire, who used to be Kaylee Ray, Cora Mm -hmm. Jade. You've still got a full division down there. If you call up all seven or eight people that I mentioned. Unreal. You think Ivy now is uh, ready for the main roster? By by like my definition, no. But was yeah. Dana Brooke? No. And she, like, people don't realize how good she is because they never really give her that opportunity. But there's yeah. there's tons of people. Was Commander Aziz? No. Was Omos? No. There's yeah. a whole lot of people. See, the problem is, so Ivy Nile, again, incredible matchup for Ronda Rousey. Ivy now yeah. would be a great matchup for Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey needs a ringleader. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, I don't know if Ivy now is going to work. Mandy Rose would work. And I, I, I can't would, believe I didn't think of toxic attraction. That would be a good program right there, but she's, uh, she's not on SmackDown, but I'd love Shayna. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, there'd be a story there too. There's a story there. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Joel says, I think Mandy's one of the most improved women's wrestlers in the company as far as in-ring talent and overall presentation. Uh, she's, she's getting, she's getting better and better and better. And I mean, they didn't just have her go down there and work with NXT because she's a pretty face. They, they wanted her to help the women that are there from a lot of standpoints. It changed your career. Yeah. She she was being carried around by Otis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Changed. Connor says any word on if in your house would be the PC or in arena. Last I heard they were planning it in the PC, but that could change. So I'll, I'll ask. Daniel says, any guesses for Jokers in the Owen tournament? The two big guesses are Cesaro, Johnny Gargano. Um, I'll tell you what would be a bad idea if it was Satnam Singh. <laughs> like, I think he'll be a good talent, uh-huh. but after the lights off, lights on, I don't yeah. think you do that. Seems like a lot of people are suggesting Cesaro. That seems like that's, uh, you know. Got, a, got an update on him on FightfulSelect.com. A lot of uh, promoters have reached out about him. We're going to tell you what they've heard over on FightfulSelect.com. Also over there today, MLW is adding a women's division. Last week, we gave you the first looks at that title, and now we're going to have the plans on it, as well as a lot more MLW news. And how about this? Uh, that wow Tessa Blanchard situation is uh, juicy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have more on that this week. I'll have more on a recent AEW departure that kind of hasn't been revealed or announced yet. This week, we got Matt Rykeel sending in a super chat. Says, happy Wednesday. Any idea when Grand Slam is since TK confirmed it today? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me to see St. Louis get a get a big show because they took full gear away. But I, I haven't heard as of yet. Um, they it, it makes sense to just do it again in like the same area, obviously Arthur Ashe, they love that. But I, I don't think I had people say, Oh, well, do you think they'll do like blood and guts or, or the grand slam style show in St. Louis? I think grand slam will probably be like a New York area thing, as he mentioned, but I think they'll probably get a, a pretty interesting show, but no idea yet. We also have uh van twin blade says TV ratings are all extrapolation. I have no faith in them being accurate or accurate. They only track maybe 5% of TVs and they don't count streaming. That is specifically why I go out of my way to look at the YouTube numbers, comparatively speaking to what other segments on their show do. 
because you get a more accurate, even though not completely accurate, a more accurate reflection of who is going out of their way to watch what or who's going out of their way to rewatch what. And um, yeah, it's not a perfect translation, but you can see what gets interest and also what captures casual interest. Because I was able to tout Jimmy before the Omos Lashley segment. I was like, this is going to do over a million. Mm-hmm. Wait and see because arm wrestling is hot right now. And arm wrestling segments always draw for WWE socials. So how did it do? I haven't looked. Um, I think it did a couple million. Did let, it? Me, let me look. Omos Lashley arm. And this has worked. Yeah. Worked. yeah, yeah. Arm wrestling. Although yeah. it looked pretty decent though. They did a pretty decent job. 1.58 million. So okay. Did pretty good. I mean, they got some that did 20, 30 million. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Joel says, I think NXT could use some live events. These talent are getting signed and putting put straight on television. Live events would help a lot to get these people experience, but I understand it isn't likely. They do PC live shows. It's something that Persia Perota, uh, Steph Delander talked to us about during our interview. And uh, go check that out, guys. It was it was awesome. The first one she did after her release. And she said that those help out a lot, but I think they absolutely do. They do need live events. 100%. I mean, being in front of the same crowd every week, it's it's challenging. It's tough. Yeah. DeShires says, I know you guys don't keep up with 2.0, but Tiffany Stratton is looking like the next Bianca Belair. So is Roxy. Grayson Waller is being slept on. Grayson Waller keeps getting better every week. Roxy, we knew she was good. There were people that felt like she shouldn't have even been put through a tryout because she should have just got signed straight away. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Stratton is looking promising. Oh, yeah. Everybody says Shayna is on SmackDown. Sorry, I forgot about that. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't know either, Sean, because because they yes. jump around so often. I wasn't sure. Yes, and it looks that, like there's no brain extension now anyway. Guys, are, Drew was on Raw a couple weeks ago in a tag team match. That's my bad. I don't work many Fridays anymore. <laughs> Myron says, Ivy Nile versus Ronda Rousey is money. I think it could be. Yeah. I definitely think it could be. Um Stan Grubb said, didn't you say the PC live shows were without crowds, though? Sort of. The PC live shows are with your contemporaries, your colleagues. They are the crowd there. So uh, that's sort of an unfair reflection, so to speak. Keep getting those super chats and humper chats in, guys. Don't forget to send some for tonight's AEW show. But Ricardo says, hey, guys, I'd like Jimmy's thoughts on AEW's long-term, long-time-to-tell booking dichotomy. The only thing I'll say about AEW in terms of their booking is we've talked before about what does AEW need to to get to the next level? Because it feels like no matter what they do, their viewership doesn't really change. They're always within the 1 million range of Dynamite, sometimes a little less, sometimes a little more. That's ballpark range where they've always been. And we've talked before, I think they need their NWO storyline. They need their Austin versus McMahon storyline. I know, Sean, you said on a podcast that, uh, that you don't believe so much in casual viewers for wrestling. I absolutely do. Like casual. I, I didn't say that. Yeah, I said no, 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 no. I said I don't believe that booking in some significantly different way attracts casual viewers as opposed to what your loyal audience wants. Because generally, I think whatever your loyal audience likes is a fair portrayal of what other people will like. I don't think. It's I mean, like that some is true. Isolated thing there are absolutely fans that are not watching that you can draw in however i don't think there's some fabled casual fan that would go and look at what wwe books or AEW books and like see a i don't think there's going to be a bunch like 
a huge pocket of casual fans that would look at Brian Danielson or John Moxley and go, huh, I'm not going to watch that. I would like it a lot more if it were Preston Vance because he's got big <laughs> muscles. All due respect to, to Preston Vance. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, I, so I, my point, I guess, is like, I, it's kind of two arguments. So casual fans do exist. That's why when raw, when they do say the 25th anniversary, they do two and a half million viewers because the casuals came in for that show. But I think AEW needs that storyline and they need the right talent to hit at the right time in order to get them over the top. My opinion, I believe that Tony Khan believed that the forbidden door was that storyline, that this is my opinion and it was never going to work. And and I don't believe so at all. I think that he thought that was going to be the story to get them get them over the top. No, and I'm not suggesting that he thought that was going to get them to 5 million viewers, but I think that he thought this is the story that's going to kind of, you know, get us get our buzz going and get the momentum going. The problem was no one gave a shit about the NWA or Impact. With all due respect, no one gave a shit, and so it wasn't going to work, but that's what they need. And until they can find that storyline that'll hit and that guy that will hit at the right time, I see no reason why they're not just going to continue being at the level that they're at. Forbidden Door is not going to do it. And and I, I know that there's a lot of their hardcore audience or the devoted audience that's really excited about the Forbidden Door pay-per-view and, and, and working with New Japan. And that's cool. That's not going to do anything. Listen, to, to a million-dollar gate is moving the needle. Oh, that's, that's absolutely business-wise. Yes. Business-wise. But in terms of growing their audience, it doesn't. Business-wise, but, but I mean, there's all this talk about moving the audience. If your loyal audience is giving you million-dollar gates, you're doing pretty good. You oh, always want to grow. Are. Yeah, like, you I'm always not... want to grow. Like sure, like our fightful select subscriptions. I always want to grow them, yeah. always. But I've always spoken like what I'm not going to do is alienate the base that we have. That's why I always say I don't want anybody to poison the well. Because we've cultivated this nice community that's made us self-sustainable yeah. and allowed us to give raises and everything like that. But, I mean, the needle has been moved. by They're doing million-dollar gates. I think that he thought CM Punk and Brian Danielson would get them there, and they're not consistently over a million. Um, I would personally, I would love to see DVR numbers every week. Like I, I know they're out there, but that's what I would look at. Advertisers don't care about that. But I mean, me as a who's watching what, I care more about that than how much money a company's making because I ain't working for that company. But yeah, see, I I didn't think Punk and Brian were going to do it. The reason being is because their biggest pop was going to be the first one. Sure. After that, it was the storyline that they were in that was going to determine where they went. And and so I didn't think that they were going to do it. It's going to take the right storyline and and the right guy and. Given the landscape that we're in, it yeah. could take a Roman Reigns jump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could it could take something that significant in order to kind of get them to the next level. Uh, but that's just kind of where they're at. And I'm not suggesting that they alienate their their fan base because they've proven that their fan base is a fan base willing to spend money. Sure. Uh, and, and good we, we for got, them. We got Matt saying sold out doesn't mean sold out anymore. At least, yes, it does. It does not matter if if it was secondary or whatever. AEW made that money. New Japan made that money. Is that what he meant? Uh, yes. That's okay. that is. It's yeah. Sold made, ticket is sold ticket. The ticket sold. They made the money. Yeah. Listen, if somebody wants to come along and buy some fightful select subscriptions, you want to go buy five thousand of those, and then you want to resell the the passwords or something for a little bit higher. Have at it. Give me my five bucks a pop for those those five thousand. I don't give a damn. I Wouldn't the people care. buying it on the secondary market be really fucking stupid? 
Yes. They're going to sign up for, for five bucks. Absolutely. They would be. <laughs> Andrew the Giant says, my bro is a casual fan and watching YouTube and Ezekiel stuff is what he messages me about. Well, that's because Ezekiel rules. I cannot believe that's gotten over. All the credit to Kevin Owens and, and to uh, Ezekiel. Ezekiel, Ezekiel as well. But Kevin Owens has been awesome. Ezekiel reacting to Ken Owens revealing himself and going <gasps> like he thought it was real was amazing. It was amazing. We talk about the casuals, Jimmy, Jimmy, you don't want nasty pubes casually showing up in your underpants. That that's, that's not a good thing. And you don't know what, that. you know what, Jimmy, your underpants can be a lot better. The Kings of crotch comfort manscaped has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these bad boys out. And I can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear, especially on your inner thigh, if you know what I'm saying. Breathable, like it's gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch so you know it's serious. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off plus free shipping by by using the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Everybody, well, okay, maybe not everybody. Maybe I'm alone in this. Everybody's got those those pairs of underpants that just look ratty and terrible. You ever you ever had a pair of those, Jimmy? Still do. Okay, listen, I got to tell you a story after this. But uh, manscaped.com code FIGHTFUL is going to get you a great pair. <laughs> Why are you doing this with my cats? They don't because wear I'm try- underpants. I'm, try- I'm trying to pop Why do you have did? so many? I found these in the in the office next door. Well, I didn't know to, I had them all. Thanks to Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. It offers skin-safe technology designed to trim the, trim the hair on loose skin. And outside of the ball trimming, they got you those boxers. They got the jewel pouch. They got the micro modal fabric. It's buttery soft and breathable on that inner thigh. Keeping your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut. The moisture-wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. The tagless waistband hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing. So if it's getting rough down there, use Manscaped and the code fight will get 20% off plus free shipping. Jimmy, these came at a great time. Manscaped.com code Fightful. We had um, a friend of ours that hit us up and she was like, hey, I'm looking for some work, doing some cleaning and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll bring you in here, do our laundry, et cetera. This is before we moved. And I'm in the living room talking with her. She's folding the underpants, and she raises up the most destroyed pair of underpants I could possibly imagine. It looked like a puma attacked my ball sack, Jimmy. And she she held it up and she practically looked through it. And she goes, Do these have some sort of sentimental value or something. Uh, I was like, I think you can throw those away. I got the manscapes. So that that entire story that you just told, the only thing that I heard was this fucker's making so much money now that he's got a maid. That's like the only thing that came through my head. Jimmy, this was was months ago. Um, But I just got hit with a big tax bill. So I can't go see Doja Cat in the weekend now. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. KE775 says, have you heard how Drew Gulak got himself back on TV? Great to see him back. Creative had something for him, pal. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, that's that's how it always ends up. 
and he's been there. He works live events and does stuff like that, but it is great to see him back on TV. I feel bad for him, Jimmy, but that ass whooping he took from Walter from Gunther on SmackDown was an all-timer. It was good. Better than the Ronda one. It was, yeah. Yeah. Hook what did housing. you think of that? What did you think of that? I don't like, like it. I don't like it at all. Like, I don't understand how that made it. The guy's an active wrestler with a grappling background. Active on WWE. He well, I be. know, but like, I mean, I understand that maybe she needed somebody that can take the physicality. Maybe you don't want Kevin Patrick in there necessarily. But yeah. uh, that didn't make a lot of sense to me that you'd have him in there getting whipped by Ronda. I don't know. Me neither. I, oh. Van Twinblade says the Ezekiel storyline only works because the people acting in it are comedy minds. Kevin's yeah. been great. Chad Gable and Kevin, they work well off each other. It's, they do. And and I'll be honest with you, like I see Ezekiel Elias, I see him walk down. I think the tassels look stupid and everything. I think but he looks great in them. Well, here's the thing: it's a complete contrast to Elias, and I think that's on purpose. I think they yeah. want Ezekiel his gear to be a complete opposite of what Elias was, and it's a massive difference. And so, if that's where they're going, then I say cool. So we have Hookhausen saying much love to the team at Fightful. Hardest working team out there. Sean, are you ever going to nail Tony Khan for a big interview? Well, I hope I don't nail Tony Khan, but I would love a big interview. I was supposed to interview Tony Khan ahead of Revolution last year, and the schedules didn't match up, and I, I don't know. I would, I would like to. I would really like to. We've got Maddie B. Rasslin saying, thank you guys for giving me something to look forward to every week. I lost my mom and stepdad in February. And it's nice to have a little distraction every week. Fightful humps. Well, man, I'm so sorry to hear that you you lost your mom and stepdad. Um, you've you've super chatted and chatted many times. It seems like they did an awful good job with you. Uh, so, I mean, man, always reach out. We're we're happy to spread the love and and show you some love back. We got a good community here. And I'll give a little plug: grapplingwithgrief.com or grapgrief.com. Go there. It's something that I created as a nonprofit when I lost my dad and my sister. So there's lots of stories from lots of people who have lost somebody close to them and uh, came up with an idea or something to help them channel that and, and turn it into something Absolutely. positive. So check out Grappling with Grief. We still post stories every week to this day. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. And right after this, we're going to have the list goes on over on FightfulSelect.com. And how about this? It's only five bucks a month. I got a QA and a show this week. Unless you want to buy 5,000 of them and then turn around and broker yeah. them for like 10 bucks a you pop could to somebody else. Listen, if if you want to subscribe to the $5,000 tier, anybody, I will give you an incredible number of password sharing opportunities. I can't stop you anyway, but I'm just saying I won't bitch about it if you do. Um, but yeah, uh, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I have people say, oh, well, well, why would I subscribe to this? It just pops up on the internet right after. We got seven shows a week. I we saw the guy tweet that to you, Sean, today. Yeah, because they say that we put the headline out there. Well, I teased it a little bit before to prevent that, but there's a lot more to the story. There's a lot of context there. Not only that, you can drop in the little comments and say, hey, Sean, can you clarify this? And I'll answer you. I'll say, by golly, you know what? I will clarify that. And we do a Q&A show every single week. You got two Sour Graps reviews every single week. Got the backstage report every single week. The list goes on every single week. Card hall, figure hall, every single week. And now we've got coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Seven shows. Uh, we got somebody saying, mods, please a little help. Why didn't my super chat pop up there? Um, if it didn't go through, we didn't get it. We only read the ones that we get. So sorry about that. But uh, I think it's probably... 
Daniel says, says the $5,000 tier is sold out. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and we have had people that have subscribed to uh, the $1,500 tier multiple times. Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah. So many times have I hit up Justin going, guess what? <laughs> Joel says, I'm admittedly behind on the whole Ibushi stuff, but is he really leaving New Japan? Yes. Where do you see him going? This is one of the most interesting stories this week. Yes. And I found out it was a... It was real because nobody messaged me back. <laughs> so that's how. Let's talk about this one. So uh, and it, the timing is interesting because Forbidden Door is in like six weeks. So the timing yes. is interesting. So Kota Ibushi went on social media to express his frustrations with New Japan management, specifically with uh, one of the talent relations workers named Kakushi. And he claimed that uh, there is has been sexual harassment he claimed that there has been power harassment. He threatened to expose things in that regard. He revealed in text messages that Kakushi had threatened to cut his contract. Uh, and he appeared uh, back in March on a JTO show called Just Tap Out that Takamishinoka promotes. And he claims that New Japan threatened to cut his contract after he appeared on that JTO show. Voices of Wrestling reported that there's massive heat between the two. I mean, it seems pretty obvious uh, given the messages, but they claim that there's been massive heat between the two going back several years. So have you heard anything about Kota Ibushi's status, not just with New Japan, but uh, Forbidden Door too? Well, it seems like New Japan is doing their best to smooth it over. He's supposed to, uh, I think, have a meeting with New Japan president this week, but telling Kota Ibushi to walk is an incredible self-own because yes. WWE brought him in a few years ago. AEW would love to have him. Even Impact would love to have him. Everybody would want him. He would get work nonstop. Nonstop. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is... Whatever issues that he has, you smooth them over. You go to that guy and you, you work to smooth it over. But saying like... Uh, just, hey, by the way, work injured, and now that you're healthy, I'm going to pull you from the New Japan Cup that he was supposed to win. Oh, oh, and then, by the way, leave? Yeah. Oh, okay, come on, man. What Are you Are you familiar with the talent relations work of Kakushi? No. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's obviously not only one of their biggest stars, but he's one of the guys that AEW fans are clamoring to see work AEW talent at uh, Forbidden Door, so the timing is uh, unfortunate. Well, I mean, in, in Kota Ibushi, I saw somebody say, well, if, if he left, AEW wouldn't risk ruining their relationship with New Japan. Listen, if New Japan lets him go, they let him go. That's it. You, how are you not going to pick up who becomes, at that point, perhaps the hottest free agent in wrestling? How could you not pick him up? Mm -hmm. How are you going to avoid him, especially with the history between Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi? Yep. Because that is that is an all-timer feud for AEW there. And partnership, for sure. And, and partnership. And, do, do you think that that would necessarily affect them? Do you think that that would cause ill will between AEW and New Japan? No. I mean, no. New Japan's put themselves in this position. And not only yeah. that, they put themselves in a lot of bad positions over the last couple of years. And... It just it hasn't been super great to watch the last couple of years. And I got a lot of optimism. New Japan Strong has been phenomenal. I should specify that. I love New Japan Strong. Interviewed Eddie Kingston to promote it this weekend. Um, but 
New Japan proper, as they call it, has been rough at some points. And two years ago, Jimmy, or a year and a half ago, when some of these weird decisions were coming about the title going on evil and then combining mm -hmm. the titles and doing the new title and all that stuff. At that point, New Japan had the benefit of the doubt with me, kind of like how, as of right now, AEW had the, the New Japan or the, the benefit of the doubt with some of the booking decisions, and I'll let it play out. New Japan's lost a lot of that goodwill with me from a, a booking standpoint. So, yeah, we got people saying, oh, well, Ibushi's trying to strong arm strong arm New Japan. New Japan's trying to strong arm him. Ricardo says, didn't he sign a lifetime contract? No, come on. What, is, what does that even mean? And and not even enforceable at that. And you got you to remember, there, there's things that he knows that we don't. So when when he when he's alluding to sexual harassment and power harassment and things like that, it's hard to make allegations pointing fingers at anybody. I mean, obviously he knows things that we don't know, or at least he claims to know things we don't know. So I'd rather kind of just kind of st stand back and just kind of like you say, let it play out. Yeah, Chris Rain says Fightful Select is the best value out there. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we we pride ourselves on giving you guys extra content. We did an Ozark review last week. Uh, but we're going to have a lot more exclusive interviews over there as well. Sasha asks if I'm going to do a studio tour when I get it set up. So you can't see it here. I've got a full like loft that I'm turning into a studio uh, because we're a month in and we haven't used it. But I'm going to turn that end into a different background. I've got to get like the cabinets and all that. But we got some other house improvement stuff we're working on first. But eventually, yes, I will. I'm going to have multiple backgrounds and setups. So I'll tell you this at home to, to do know your news at home. I got a pop-up green screen. Have you ever seen those? Is it like the one that hooks to the back of your seat? No, it's, it's, it it's got, it's got a base on it. Almost like the Fightful the, the thing Fightful that I got. Thing. Yeah. You. Yeah. It's, one of yeah, those, it's got yeah. a base and then you pull it up and it is solid. It's really good. So yeah. I've been using that. I've got one of those. So I, I'll have that at my disposal as well. I'll have green screen stuff. Uh, I'll probably have a green screen wall here as well, but I got some stuff I'm working on. Uh, Derek Gordon says that Swerve City podcast with Tony was the best Tony Khan interview I've see, ever seen. He's got too. an incredible amount of respect for Swerve and held a big part in recruiting that uh, as well. As well, let's talk about this uh, next because this was also on my list, and and I know that WWE loyalists aren't going to want to hear this, but Tony Khan talked about something on that podcast that I respect about the way that he does business. So he talked about Samu Guevara and uh, Tay Conti. And he said that he thought fans would love seeing them together on television and would be happy for them. He then acknowledged that he misread, misread it. He misread the room and he course corrected. And we've often heard about how Vince McMahon, if the fans don't react to something that he's pushing, or if, he, if they don't react to something the way that he expects that they will, he just continues to shove it down their throats, kind yeah. of forces it upon them. And now they're even sweetening the crowd on live television so that he gets the response that he's looking for. That's one of the big differences between those two guys. And, and look, Tony Khan is not the world's greatest promoter. He's made mistakes. I think that at times he has shown an immaturity. I think at times he has shown that he's got this need to try to please everybody, which he just can't do. But he's got a willingness to listen and to pivot. And I think that that's important. And, and so I wanted to put him over for that. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that he thought Sammy and, and uh, Tay would be over as baby faces. Like, I don't know how for two seconds he thought that they weren't going to be a heel combo. But well, Sammy, Sammy is, he can be a good baby face, but you add that to him. 
And oh, I they're, think they're annoying as shit. They were going to be heels great, right out of the shoot. It's a great act. Oh, it's a great act, though. I love it. Kieran George says, to Jimmy's point earlier, Punk versus Bischoff would bring in new viewers. Controversy creates cash. It would bring in... Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I heard... I heard Listen, what he's talking about. I saw Punk was talking shit a little bit about Bishop online. I but. think I think the world of Eric. He's one of my favorite interviews. I'd interview him every month if I could. I don't think I think he would say that a, a Bishop Punk feud wouldn't bring in any viewers. No, uh, guys, for those of you whose super chats didn't get sent through, uh, apologies for that. If you send me proof on uh, either the Fightful account or my account, those are being sent to me from the Fightful account now. Uh, but we had Hushju saying, is Brock done for the year? Now that he and Reigns are done, what possible feuds are there for him? Maybe anything, also maybe anything for a Cena return for SummerSlam. I would love if they did a Cena return for SummerSlam because I will be there. I got invited there um, this past week, so I'm going to make the drive. I'm now an hour closer to Nashville, Jimmy. I'm so I know, you, you, you're absolutely hating where you live now, aren't you? Oh my gosh, just just loathing it. <laughs> but if I go to Money in the Bank, I got to fly out of Cincinnati, which pisses me off. But either way, um, I think you could see Cena at one, Lesnar at the other. Lesnar's deal was for like a few more appearances than usual, but now like they're sort of resetting those because he's off TV mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future. Uh, but I don't think Brock's done for the year. I think he'll uh, pop up sooner or later. We've I got, saw a picture. Um, I saw a picture of Brock standing next to an entire cow, like hung up, and so uh, he's uh, he's he's still got the butchering going on for sure. Or as Denise would claim that I say, a cow—that's where leather comes from. <laughs> Briz Joshi uh, sent a super chat and said, uh, "Grateful for what you guys do." Uh, one more thing, India. Uh, that in India, the only way to watch AEW is Discovery Plus, and it's doing good numbers. I wish my Discovery Plus just worked. Mm. The thing always says I don't have an internet connection. Can't get Discovery Plus to respond. Discovery Plus, give me my money back, bro. What's going on here? Is it a paid oh. service in India? Are, are Indian people actually paying for that? Uh, let us know in the chat, please. Um, you don't have to super chat it, but please let us know. I'll... I'll I'm curious because that's always it. been the issue with India and China. It's not that they can't get numbers. It's because yeah. they, they can't monetize those numbers. That's the issue. I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing with like traffic, web traffic from India. like Same thing. Click farms and a lot of stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Briz says, yes, we do. Uh, it's that the, the clicks, the impressions that you get from your ad clicks aren't worth as much as other places. Fraction of a penny. There you go. India, yeah. So, I mean, while like it'll look good on like similarweb.com and a lot of stuff like that, uh, the the artificial numbers are just they're not real so you you would get a lot of that that's why a lot of facebook accounts like you'll see a lot of them that use bot farms and traffic farms and click farms from out that way steve says do you think the lack of women on AEW is a tk thing or a tbs tnt thing will it be any different in roh booking i i do think they'll probably have a bit more uh on roh it's not a tbs tnt thing it's a tony khan thing it's not i don't think it's intentional i think that tony this is this is my opinion my opinion i think he's got too much talent i think that whenever he brings somebody new in he's excited about him when he brings them in he he books them for a few weeks then he's busy with other shit and they kind of end up on dark and and that's so what i that's what i think happens i do think if tnt warner tbs wanted him to have more women on the show sure he would. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 
hundred percent. And we've talked about Jade Cargill and, uh, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but fuck it. I'll say it. No. What if you're going to say something stupid? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a good thing. It's positive. My God. So no, it's, I would never say, come on. Yeah, sure. I would never. So when, when Will Washington and I were, uh, taping know your news tonight, we taped it last Thursday and we were shooting the shit before we started taping. And he told me that he met Jay Cargill, uh, after an AEW show somewhere. Um, and he said to me, cause I was really putting over Jade cargo. What a star she is. He said in person, she looks even better. He's like in person. She's, she even looks better than what you see on television. And I always go back to how did WWE not lock her up? Like it just yeah. stuns me that they didn't lock her up. So I could definitely see TNT or TBS saying do more with her. Yeah, but uh, but but I agree they, with you. They created I, a title for her. Yeah, <laughs> and she's a mega star, Sean. She's going to be the biggest. She is going to be the biggest talent, male or female, in that company. She's she's amazing. Yes, I hundred percent agree. And, and what the honorary... hell did you think I was going to say? You thought I was going to say oh, something no, stupid, Jimmy? Yeah, come on. Listen, Jimmy, I already had to deal with some pretty wild shit that happened this week. But you, need... you know my level of awareness is good. I'm not going to say something <laughs> dumb on a live podcast. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Jesus. Oh, you never know. You were you were jumping on the Fightful account tweeting wild stuff this weekend, Jimmy. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It took me a minute to get that one. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. I do... I do know who did that now, though. You told me. Yeah, you mentioned Yeah, it. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't uh-huh. surprised. But All right, let's go to List Goes On, bud. Guys, head over to The List Goes On. You know what? Because I've had people ask, I will tell. I will tell the thigh-touching story on The List Goes On. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to name and shame the person that I found out it was, but I'll tell you guys exactly what happened because it is a general interest story. I was afraid that we were going to lose our Twitter account. Oh my God. I'll I'll tell you this, Sean. I'll tell you this, Sean. I was quietly, I was quietly getting ready to flip tables when I saw that. No. Oh, quietly getting ready to flip. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'll just, I'll tell the story here. We got five minutes left in the show. It's, isn't it after four? No, it's three 57, Jim. Okay. That clock is so faster. I did not see that tweet until somebody DM'd it to me because I, I don't run that account. Uh, spoiler, guys, I have not run that account since 2016. I've You can count on two hands the number of times I've tweeted on it since then, and anytime I do, I'll put a little SRS at the end, but I don't check the DMs. I don't do any of that. We've got a social media manager who does that. Like, if you message the Fightful account and say, hey, will Sean Ross Sapp unblock me? The answer is yes, I will unblock you. But he sends that to me. 
However, when I started that and what we used to do, we still do technically, we have a tweet deck, which is a very antiquated system, but we still use it. And you have teams set up on there. So as a result, everybody that you want to be able to do certain things like DM or message or uh, make lists or post is on that list. We haven't had to add anybody to that in quite a long time because we got one social media manager. However, I looked after that because I, I messaged that manager. And they're like, no, wasn't me, swear. Um, you know this person, Jimmy. You know that that it's completely out of character for them if it would be. Never. But uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I looked at our teams and I was like, who has access to this? And I looked and I said, oh, Everybody who's ever had access still has access. That's not good. Like Shaq still had access. Wasn't yeah. him. Spoiler. Uh, Aaron Malone, who you don't even know, had access. Mike Straw, who has not been there. I don't think he's ever even tweeted from there, had access. But there was one person that did have access. And when we hired them, I do my social media scour. And I wouldn't say that the stuff on their personal Twitter, it was, nothing offends me. I'm not offended by anything. I'm really not. But I looked at it, I was like, listen, buddy, you cannot have Fightful in your bio. You cannot tweet Fightful articles. It was, it was especially horny stuff. It really was. Yeah. It was unusual level stuff. And they haven't worked for us for a while. They worked for us as recently as I'll, I'll say within the past couple years to, to kind of protect them, but mm. they've never appeared on a podcast, never done any of that. But I don't think that they even knew until I messaged them about it. I don't think that they knew that's what it was, but they did admit to it. Apologize profusely. Um, I don't think it was a malicious thing. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm I don't think it was a malicious thing. But I do got to say, the people that are like, yeah, you were just horny on Maine, admit it. I was like, that doesn't even register in the top 10 craziest things from that account this year. Like, if that were, if it were us, we would have just rocked with it and been like a Manscaped or a Bluetooth segue or something you know what i mean like, the only thing i will say is this is you know i some days i'll go you know quite a while without being on twitter mm -hmm. and so that day i'd been off twitter and then i i had some notifications and so i checked them and a bunch of people had sent me a screenshot saying oh gosh because you know some people will always try to like get heat on you right because people can oh be my gosh yeah 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 so a bunch of people sent me a screenshot saying uh jimmy why is sean dming me this and then it was the screenshot of the thigh touching your thigh it, panties, it said it said something like i touch your inner thigh and i move to your panties right 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 and i saw that screenshot and i'm so used to you and to things that I yeah. saw that I saw that screenshot and I just thought, what the fuck did you do now? And then I just went about my business. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't post from that account though. And you no, know I know, but I, I I figured there's a logical explanation and it's probably something stupid. So I, Look, I just so many went about my stitches. business. I mean, is it embarrassing that I hadn't updated our tweet deck in a long time? Yeah, but it was so far like out of sight, out of mind. Um, I mean, bummer, sucks. It happens, but it's hilarious in retrospect. It's funny to look back at it, but I just didn't want complaints to Twitter and they were going to be a pain in the ass, but it sounds like it's okay. But there's full on porn on Twitter. 
I've never, I've never looked. I didn't actually. Didn't I mean, know you that. don't gotta look when oh. some of the people put that out there, but uh. you know, it happens. It, hey, listen, if if the person who posted it, who is absolutely probably not watching this, wants to come out and admit that they did it, listen, I wouldn't mind them taking that heat off of me. But it's all right. It's all right. List goes on. Listen, if you subscribe to that $5,000 tier, I will touch your inner thigh. Head over there, FightfulSelect.com. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.